hello, listener, and welcome to the Rambling Gator Podcast. This is the podcast where I ramble about life lessons learned through my real-life stories. I'm Mike, your host. I'm also known as the Gator, and I thank you for joining me. Since you're up here on this porch, go ahead and pull up a chair and sit a while. I'm getting ready to ramble a little bit, man. Enjoy it. Well, hello, friend, and welcome back up to the old porch here with old Gator. You know, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day about things we are scared of. Is there something you're scared of? I just remember this whole story the other day about some stuff that I was scared of. And I hope you enjoy it. One time as a young Army officer, my tank platoon was given the dubious scout platoon task for the rest of the unit during a training exercise. You see, our mission was simple. Snoop around, find the enemy, and maintain quiet contact with them until the rest of the company arrived to squash him. Easy day, I figured. Just go drive out, stop, look and listen, and hang out. After all, this was training. No one got hurt or killed, right? Just do your job, lay low and observe. We'd be home in a few days. No sweat. After a stealthy stalk to our observation position, I ordered a unit hauled on a reverse slope of a small hill, completely concealing my unit from enemy view. It was a short climb to its grassy summit from our position. I dismounted the tank, binoculars and map in hand, the Beretta 9mm pistol strapped to my waist, and began a crouch walk ascent up to the grassy knoll, being careful not to risk the catch. As I approached the top, I paused just below the crest of the hill and settled to one knee, and that's when I felt the earth move beneath me. Looking down, I saw what I hoped would not be there. But there it was, under my knee squirmed a four and a half foot long king snake. I leaped my feet like a cat surprised by a cucumber. Then I lost my balance and fell backward, tumbling straight down the hill. Man, I regained my balance halfway down, then sprinted like Carl Lewis for the safety of my tank. I jumped up on the front slope in one bound, and there I stood, out of breath, rubbing my knee and checking it to see if I'd been bitten. At first, my platoon mate stared at me, shocked at my abrupt and speedy return. And then it happened. Aren't you over there, sir? The young private asked me, excited about the pending engagement laced in his tone. We getting ready for some live action? Hell no, man, I snapped. I just knelt on the damn snake, bro. There was a long pause, then laughter exploded amongst the men. <laughs> Second lieutenant runs from Little Snake, film at 11, my platoon sergeant quipped. Old snaky boy Lieutenant Mac creeps up on old Jake Mill's shoulders and loses the fight. Another soldier wisecracked. Those gaffes and many others became the rally cries for my unit for the next three days. I freely admit, back in those days, I had a phobia of snakes, and that's just hard to believe coming from a former chest-thumping tanker like myself. My handy-dandy Webster Dictionary defines a phobia as an irrational, excessive, and persistent fear of something or a situation. I think that sums it up quite nicely, don't you? My fear I found extended deeper than my incident in the field. I mean, when I look through a magazine or watch television, one of those hideous things popped up on the screen or in a book, it's cold black eyes meeting mine, tongue flickering in and out, or fangs exposed ready to strike. I jumped to the ceiling. I tremble and shake like a cold wet dog. If that isn't the bona fide phobia, then I, I don't know what it is, pal. You know, the doctors say phobias rise as a result of a tragic experience that may have happened to you during your childhood. Yes. Yes, my childhood. <laughs> I remember it well. I was about five or six years old. My younger brother and I shared and slept in the same double bed. That old double bed completely engulfed our small blue and white room. We were midships, as Dad called it, his old Navy parlance. Me and our room sat in the nearby middle of our little 65-foot trailer home. 
it was either Friday or Saturday night. And I remember that because I was allowed to stay up and watch late night TV on those evenings. Degree of light from the black and white television lit our little room, casting flickering shadows on the ceiling and walls. My brother, <laughs> he was fast asleep, as was evidenced by his closed eyes, gaping maw of a mouth, and low guttural grunts he managed. But not me. I was a night owl, and I was enjoying an exciting television show that night. I remember a thirst urge hitting me and wanting something to drink, but my fear of the darkened house beyond my bed kept me confined to it, so I thirsted. It was then I thought I heard my cat bacon at the foot of our bed, so I crawled forward to lift him into bed with my brother and me, but he had scurried under the bed. Not unusual, but then I thought I was seeing things. The flickering light dimmed as a result of an endless commercial interlude and getting back to the show, you see, and I thought I saw a black tail move slowly under the bed. Bacon's tail is orange, not black, I thought to myself. I convinced myself I was seeing things and crawled back under the covers and kept on watching TV. First, there was a low growling of an angry cat that issued from under the bed. A hiss or two came next. Bacon was agitated, that was for sure. I dismissed it. I was engrossed in the show, man. After five minutes, there arose such a commotion under our bed, I thought I was going to be thrown from it at any moment. I thought my brother's cat and mine somehow found their way in the same room again, so I grabbed the nearby flashlight and looked over the edge. And as I spun the light scanning for the cats, I saw a small orange-yellow face contorted in pain. Heard mewing that rivaled the scene the cats did on some nights in our backyard. Encompassing poor old bacon was a big, black snake. Man, I dropped that light and ran from the room. No, man, I didn't get out of bed like normal people do. I somehow levitated to an upright sprinter's position and bolted down the hallway. Headed for my parents' bedroom. In the 65-foot trailer where the room was midships, one covered the distance in an instant. Dad! Dad! I cried, shaking his limp arm. Uh, boy, what is it? Snake? What? He turned up, slightly more to breathe and listen. Snake, I yelled. You know, S-N-A-K. Boy, take your behind back to bed. You were just dreaming again. This time I noticed the anger in his voice. Mom stirred a little now then turned over, hitting the high notes in her snoring slumber. I started crying. Why? <laughs> because one, I just realized I'd left my brother alone in the same room with a man-eating snake. Two, because I couldn't convince my dad that I, what was happening was real. I feared pushing the issue risked the meeting with the leather snake he always kept hung in the closet. I was upset that my only brother would be eaten, and it was obvious that bacon was consumed by now. A loud shriek from the cat in the next room startled my dad enough to send him into action. We went to the bedroom. He took the flashlight and scanned her into bed. Then he fell over backward, flashlight beaming all over the place faster than Master Yoda's lightsaber. He regained his balance, grabbed me by the arm, my little brother by the foot, snatched his sleepy behind off the bed, then raced with both of us out of the room and headed for the living room. No fireman on the old emergency series could best do a save like that, I guarantee. As a result of his near-violent extrication from said bed, my little brother awoke in mid-drag down the hallway. Mama was completely up now, asking the obvious question of what was going on, but in a bit more colorful language. One can imagine four black people turning white as sheets at the newfound horror that just invaded our home. Dad told Mama what, what happened and what he saw as he plopped us on the sofa. Once she freed her hand from covering her mouth, she immediately got on the phone and began calling, whom we assumed was the Humane Society to come take care of this pest. Instead, she called anyone and everyone she knew, telling them how there was a snake in her house and how it almost bit her baby boys. Lord have mercy, she said. Girl, thank God them boys are all right. His father went back, closed the bedroom door, then left the trailer to go wake my grandfather. 
By now, incidentally, the shrieks and screams from the cat and the humans had died down a bit. Bacon somehow got free from the serpentine clutch, squirmed out the door just before it closed, and hid himself under the kitchen table. Dad soon reappeared with Granddaddy. Dad had a square handle shovel in hand, and Granddaddy held his trusty Smith & Wesson 38 caliber J-frame revolver he brought from his gun rack. It was his favorite pocket pistol. Granddaddy carried that thing every day on his person. He handed the pistol to my dad, then bade him go first, then took hold of the shovel, and the two of them set off for the bedroom to do in the menace. Now, what happened next could only be captured in the annals of comedy television, but it is true nonetheless. Imagine hearing the muffled sounds of a bed mattress moving. And then it happens. Damn it, boy! Granddaddy yelled. Stand still and aim straight when you shoot that snake. Hold the bed mattress up so I can hit him! Dad shouted. Aim a little lower, boy. You almost had him. Shut up, Pop. I know what to do. Oh, no. Here he comes. Hell, boy. You can't miss him now. He's right in front of you. Hit him with the shovel, boy. Three quick slaps from the shovel ripple across the trailer floor, vibrating the cabinets, tables, chairs, and every inch of that 65-foot trailer. And every inch of that couch my brother, mama, and me huddled on. Soon ended the battle between the snake that wanted orange cats for supper and the two men who couldn't hit a bull in the butt with a bale of hay. Granddaddy bought out the snake's dead carcass from our little blue and white bedroom. We only saw its tail as it lay lifeless on the shovel face. Granddaddy carried it outside and disposed of it. Imagine this bull-riddled, snaky body and whispered good riddance to the intruder. Dad followed, sweating like he just fought Rocky Balboa. He held the pistol loosely in his right hand and set it on top of the television set and followed Granddaddy outside, no doubt, to get some much-needed fresh air. By then, it was 1.30 in the morning. We all decided not to go back to sleep. Mom put a pot of coffee on for the men and turned on the TV. But this time of night, nothing was on three channels, as they all gone off the air around midnight. Granddaddy and Dad searched for the point of entry for the invader, but found nothing. They then cleaned up the mess of blood, bullet casings, and stained sheets. Dad said he patched the bullet holes in the mattress in the trailer floor later in the morning, and we were satisfied with that. But we all sat up scanning the floor for a long, long while. Well, gentle listeners, since that incident many years ago, I've learned a lot about snakes. I still dislike them, but the phobia has turned into a healthy respect for them. Now when I see them, it's a nod versus a shiver as I understand which ones are harmful and which ones are not. I laugh as I recall that shootout in those close quarters, though. One thing is certain. I can dispose of a stake by less lethal methods. Or, if I were still a soldier, I can crush a snake, any snake, under the tread of my M1 tank. Hey, thanks for stopping by and rambling with the old gator on the Rambling Gator Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send me an email to theramblinggator at gmail.com and follow my deeper dive show discussions at theramblinggator.com. And wherever you're listening to this great big old world, I hope you and yours remain happy and healthy. And please tell your friends to stop on by and pull up a chair. For the Rambling Gator Podcast, this is Old Gator saying so long for now.